I'm Dana Sosteger. After three decades in the marketing business and many years of being an entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about marketing. Join me as we talk about marketing, small business, and life in between. Welcome to My Weekly Marketing. Do you remember the early days of the internet? I mean, the really early days. It was kind of the wild west of website design, where nothing had been tried before and every person was kind of left for themselves as they were trying to design a website for their business. Colors were crazy, like electric blue and purple and green, and people sometimes put music on their sites. Site structure was inconsistent, and sometimes you couldn't even find where the menu was, let alone find anything else on their website. Thankfully, we have learned a thing or two since those early days. But if you've ever built a homepage of a website, you know it can be an overwhelming experience. Besides being a marketing strategist, I've designed many websites when I had my design agency. Let me tell you, the homepage is one of the hardest pages to get right. Why? Because it's the gateway to your website and you want to get it exactly right. Also, we tend to struggle with what to put on the homepage because our businesses are usually multifaceted. And I think there's a lot of pressure to make your homepage a real showstopper. But in reality, it just needs to be effective and clear. When I was designing websites, I used to like to do the homepage last. That's because I built websites starting from the bottom up. When I had the other pages all completed, then I focused on exactly what I needed to have on my homepage. We tend to want to do our homepage first, but let me tell you, that can kind of get you into trouble and you'll likely end up redoing part of it or some of it later on. So if you don't have a website, first of all, please get one. It's not enough to have a business page on Facebook or LinkedIn since you don't own those pages and have little control over the content and no control over the ownership of those platforms. Social media platforms can and do disappear or they can block your page. I've seen it happen. To devastating effects. There's a lot involved in creating a website, and I go over that in some of my other episodes. But suffice it to say, you're building a website for two sets of people. One, your visitor, and two, the search engines, and in that order. Why in that order? Because search engines want to please the users. And if your site is giving the users what they want, they're happy too. So a poor user experience will derail your SEO efforts because people will click away and not want to stay on your website. So for your visitor, you want to create a really good first impression, right? It's kind of like when you invite someone to your home. You want it to look nice for your target customer as they come in the door. That gets into your branding a bit, but for right now, let's just focus on your homepage structure and the user experience. Visitors to your homepage are going to want to know three things above the fold or the top section of your homepage. Number one, who you are and what you do. Number two, who your business is for. And number three, what to do next. If those things are not included, it doesn't matter how nice your site looks, people are going to get frustrated and click away. Keep the text above the fold short and sweet. Visitors should be able to grasp your main message within a few seconds. You don't want to overwhelm them with excessive content, and you want to be very clear. Rather than saying something clever like, we bring order to chaos, which is fun and clever, but it could be said about a lot of different businesses. It could be a nanny. It could be an accountant. It's better to be clear and say home organizer or professional organizer. 
Use the term that your ideal client would be searching for when they go online. You can use a website like moz.com for information about what terms people are searching for when they do a Google search. For the part about what to do next, give them a simple call to action. It could be schedule an appointment or click to subscribe or just buy now. These are things that could easily be accomplished with a button. It doesn't matter what color the button is as long as it's contrasting color from the background. That's all you need above the fold. Keep in mind that although a big, beautiful photo or background video would look really nice in the top of your page, they're often large files that take a while to load. So they'll slow down the loading of your site and speed is a ranking factor for search engines, especially for mobile sites. Also, people get annoyed when a site doesn't load and they just click away. So be sure to keep that in mind when you choose your artwork for any of your web pages, but especially your homepage. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't include a hero image on your homepage. They can be super effective, especially when they paint a picture of a happy customer. I'm just telling you to pay attention to the size of the files before you upload it. The second thing you want to pay attention to is navigation. Your navigation buttons on the top should be the main navigation for your site. You don't want to include all your pages and your subpages in your main navigation. Instead, focus on the main pages that your customers would likely look for when they visit your site. Many links can be included in the secondary pages of the site and in the footer. If you're a local business, I also like to include a phone number in the header so that people can easily call if they have a question. Also, it makes it easy on the mobile version if you can find your address to your location if they're driving to your store. You don't want them to have to click around on your site to find that information. Again, with the navigation, the goal is to give your visitor what they need without overwhelming them. So after your site's been up for a few months, I'd recommend checking your Google Analytics to see what pages people are visiting on your site and making any modifications to your menu at that point. As with any of marketing, I always say test, tweak, and transform. So test it out, make some adjustments, and then go ahead and make those changes. So some studies say that 60 to 80%-ish of users do scroll below the upper fold of the homepage. So it's good to compel them to scroll down. So that means if 60 to 80% scroll, that means that there's 20 to 30 that do not scroll down. But either way, you want to try and pull them down further on the page so that they can interact with you. To do this, I'd focus on what the visitor's problem is and how you can solve it for them. I'd also recommend something that Donald Miller recommends, which is to give them a three to four step process on how to work with you. It could be something like, number one, click to contact us. Number two, schedule an appointment. And number three, we visit your home and complete your home organization project for you. So spelling out these steps helps customers see that working with you is easy and almost painless. So one question I get a lot is what to do if you offer several products. For example, if you're maybe a coach and you offer one-on-one coaching or consulting and maybe group coaching and maybe an online course. So which one should you promote at the top of your page? In this situation, I'd focus on your main source of revenue and make that the number one thing on your page. So if your main source of revenue is one-on-one coaching, then feature that toward the top of the page. Same is true for products that you sell. Look for the one that is the most profitable for you. 
including everything that you offer for your customer is going to be overwhelming and they won't buy. They'll just click away. There's a saying that a confused mind won't buy. And it's something to keep in mind on your website because we kind of want to present everything that we offer to them at the same time. And from a viewer standpoint, it can get to be overwhelming. So you kind of want to limit it to certain things on the homepage and then include more information, more products on your subsequent pages. You can also sort your pages into categories and leave the category groupings on your homepage. For example, if you sell kitchenware, you may have the category for dishes and one for bakeware and another for servingware. So it's okay to put those categories on your homepage so people know that you offer them, but you don't want to overwhelm them with a ton of products or a ton of information on your homepage. You also want to keep your sentences and your paragraphs short, concise, and get right to the point. For me personally, it's helpful to have somebody look over any text that I write for a website to make sure that it's focused on keywords, more about that in a minute, but also that the sentences are in an active voice, that they are short, and that my paragraphs are also short. Also on the homepage, I'd recommend telling a story with your images and through video. People consume content in different ways. Some people like video, some people like images, and some people like text. Providing something for all types of visitors will help your homepage be a lot more effective. And everybody loves a story. You can pull people in with a story. It's just part of how we're wired as human beings. Also on your homepage, providing testimonials that tell a story can also be really effective. Try to choose stories that your visitors can see themselves in. Include stories about people who have had the same hesitations or objections that you know other customers have had. Things like, um, I was hesitant to try this product, but um, I decided to give it a shot and I'm really glad I did. And here's the results I had. Things like that, that visitors to your page will be able to see themselves in and put themselves in their shoes will be more effective in terms of social proof. Trust symbols can also be effective on your page. They can be in the form of clients that you've worked with, places that you've been published, awards you've been given, or other evidence that you're a professional and have had some achievements. This helps show your new visitors that you have had experience and have attained some notoriety in your field if you have had some. Next, we want to talk about SEO or search engine optimization. That is a really important part of your homepage. And a homepage that has not been optimized for SEO will perform poorly on search engine result pages. Although I'm not an SEO expert and Google doesn't ever reveal all their ranking factors, there are several things that you can do that you will get good results for and will allow you to rank on page one of the Google search results. First of all, and this is kind of obvious, but decide what keywords you'd like to focus on. For your homepage, it should be your business name and the product or service that you provide. I highly recommend that you do some keyword research on a site like Moz.com or Ubersuggest, and both of those have free plans. And then you can narrow down exactly what words and phrases people are already searching for. Next, you'll almost always win if you go narrow and add a geographic location, especially if you have a local business or you have a competitive keyword. 
For example, I have a client with a medical consulting practice. So we combine the type of consulting with the city they live in and work in for the main keyword. We also found in a search on Moz that a highly searched for term was the term takes insurance. So we combined that term takes insurance with the type of consulting they did and they landed a spot on page one for that term. Uh, it takes a little bit of playing around and it takes some time to figure out what those best keywords are and how to integrate them. But keep playing with the ideas and keep playing with the terms until you find some that are winners for you. Once you've decided what keyword you'd like to focus on, you want to naturally include it in your H1 headline or your most important headline on your site, the one above the fold. There should be only one H1 headline on each page. Then you'll want to add it to a couple of H2 or the secondary headlines and naturally sprinkle it in the body copy or the body text on that page. You may also want to include it in your links. Then once you find this term, Behind the page is the metadata. Make sure it's in your meta headline and in your meta description. If you have a WordPress site, there's a plugin called Yoast SEO that can help you with this. But in general, don't keyword stuff or don't like unnaturally put it in because Google pick up on that too. Just focus on communicating simply and naturally to your website visitor. You'll also want to include links inside your site and some links to other sites. The links to other sites don't need to be on your homepage. And when you do link to other sites, I'd recommend that you have those links open up in another tab so that people don't leave your site and go to somebody else's site. If they open in another tab, at least they'll still have your site open in the initial tab. User experience is a thing that Google highly considers. A homepage that doesn't take user experience into account and includes things like poor quality copy, lots of intrusive pop-ups, and slow loading time will suffer from high exit rates and low engagement. So because of that, you might be downranked in the search engines. So you really want to pay attention to that experience that people have when they visit your homepage. On your images, make sure to include something called alt text. Alt text is the text that's behind the image that the visitor can't read, but the search engines can read. It does two things. Ideally, your alt text should be descriptive of the image and contain your focus keyword for that page. Alt text is also used by people who are vision impaired so they can kind of read what the image contains through their computer, which reads it for them. Google likes your site to be accessible to all people, so it's important not to skip adding those terms and your alt text to the images. Next, your page rank on Google will go up and down, and you should not panic. It'll also be something that will take some time for the search engines to crawl and rank your site. The longer your site's online, the more established your business appears, so that'll help you too. There are a lot of factors that go into SEO, so if you want to make sure your site is optimized, I check out Uber Suggests free plan. It just this is just something that I use. I, it's no affiliate link or anything like that. Or find an SEO expert on a site like Upwork. They can kind of help you make sure that your site is SEO optimized. So, what do you think? Does this help shed some light on what it takes to make an effective homepage? 
More than anything else, these podcasts are here to teach you and encourage you to take action. So if there are some things that you can approve about your homepage, I want to encourage you to put some time on your calendar and make the necessary improvements. Putting something on my calendar is the only way I get things done. So I want to encourage you to do the same because there's so many things to get done that it's easy to put it off. You'll be surprised what a difference a few tweaks to your homepage can make on your site. If you have any questions about this episode or any episode, drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at at Janice Hostager Marketing. You can find links to everything I talked about in this episode today online at myweeklymarketing.com forward slash 30. Yay, this is episode 30. As always, if you like this episode, I would so appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. As always, I am cheering you on and I'm sending you kudos for tuning in today. See you next time. Bye for now.